0: Hey, welcome to the Default Alive podcast. I'm Corey. And I'm Chris. And this is our audio documentary of our journeys building profitable internet businesses. And so if this is your first time listening, you can learn more about us and get up to speed by starting at episode number one. But if you're regular, welcome back. All right. So what's it been like almost a month now? I can't remember when the last one came out.
1: Yeah, probably about a month.
0: Yeah, oh yeah, look at that. March 8th. Pretty crazy. <laughs> as uh, long as we hit at least one a month one, then. <laughs> right. <I know. laughs> we can still uh, check that box. Well, yeah. for good reason, too. Uh baby came a little bit early,
1: right? Yeah, a week early. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But it was sort of expected, too, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's uh everything's been great. Uh she's doing awesome. My wife's doing great. Uh it was it was a bit of a crazy experience. We barely made it to the hospital on time and oh, wow. ended up... Yeah, my wife was like... <laughs> we are in the car and she's like, I can feel the baby's head right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I was, uh, <laughs> needless to say, going about twice the speed limit. Oh, my uh, gosh. Th- yeah, I mean, this was at like 5 a.m., so there, there wasn't much traffic on the road, but mm. it, was, uh, it was quite the experience. We We didn't actually... So we ended up having the baby in the emergency room. Like they couldn't even oh, get her all the no way upstairs way. to the oh the normal delivery floor. Uh, but yeah, everything everything worked out well. Um but yeah, it, <sighs> she came super quick.
0: <laughs> that is nuts. So it was like that classic yeah. movie screen uh movie scene. It really like was. Husband driving, wife is screaming in the back, go faster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: yep. Wow. Yep. So it was it was fun. <laughs> now that it's over.
0: Well, Congrats! Um, yeah, that's, that's crazy. Absolutely nuts. And uh, glad everything went went fairly well. <laughs> Could be worse, right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. A little bit inconvenient, maybe, but uh, seemed like all went pretty smooth.
1: Yeah, yeah. And if I, you know, sound totally incoherent this episode, it's because uh, <laughs> I haven't been getting a ton of sleep the last two weeks. But uh, it's still <laughs> I can good.
0: imagine. It's it's what it's like exponential difficulty, right? So you have. You have one and it's really hard and then you have two and it's four times as hard or 10 times as hard or, you know, I I couldn't even imagine.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely different second time around because you obviously have more experience, you know, more of what to expect, but yeah, then uh, there's a whole nother child to worry about their needs and, uh, and all of that. So yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. What's
0: it been like at home? Um, have you been able to like do any work or are you, have you just been like completely checked out? Uh, has it been harder, easier than expected?
1: Yeah. So uh, I mean, I've, <laughs> for the most part, haven't done a ton, uh, especially the first week did basically nothing. Uh, even last week wasn't, wasn't too much, but yeah, you know, well, one of the reasons I, I still wanted to record an episode this week was just cause I've been seeing everything that you've been doing and and you've got a ton going <laughs> on and I'm curious to hear how it's going. And I'm sure, you know, the the listeners hopefully are as well. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, obviously I, my, my son was born last year. Um, and when he was born, it was just myself working on JetBoost still. Uh, so it's been a, a definitely a different experience this time uh, having Uh, Noah and Hannah who are both, you know, working on stuff and, and I mean, in a lot of ways it's, it's been much easier. Like Noah has totally covered support. There, there were a few things that came up. Um, it, it basically, it it made it very clear to me what I still need to do for support. And, you know, the, it's kind of got me wanting to bump those things up the priority list because Mm. Uh, Even in the first week, it was just like, there was a couple things I had to go do uh, for JetBoost and it was like, oh uh, yeah, I need to help out this customer and no, I can't do it. And this is clearly preventing me from being able to like totally unplug. Um, So it was kind of good to see that and it it wasn't anything too major, but um, yeah, definitely different from the first time where it was just myself and it you know i i did take some time off but it was really really hard not to just get back to people and, and do all that yeah, so yeah yeah
0: yeah that that is one of the bummers i uh i have a friend who's having a baby in july i want to say and uh they're giving him 3 months off paternity leave and um he's like basically already sort of like offboarding projects and responsibilities and like handing it over to people because he's not going to take on like a new project when he's not going to be around in three months. And so he's basically like already shuffling off work. And um, I was like, how nice is that just to be able to like completely (laughs) and utterly check out. And he was like, yeah, actually they like lock me out of email and Slack. Like I literally am not allowed to do any work. Oh, that's definitely, that's definitely a perk of uh, employment. Yeah. But, um, you know, even then it's it's not too bad, right? There's uh, there's pros and cons, but um it's definitely it's definitely a different experience
1: going on, on leave when you're the man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I for some reason I've seen a couple of articles just last couple of weeks, uh, written by people who did like startups or uh, you know, were running their own business and then they eventually went back and took a full time job. And uh you know, I feel like that's always I've always been like, oh my gosh, that'd that be the worst thing ever. But, you know, they list out all the pros and things like paternity mm-hmm. leave and stuff. It's like, yeah, I could see, you know, di- through basically different seasons of wanting to have more, uh, you know, autonomy and then wanting to have more stability and going back and forth between those two. Yeah. 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 Well, I think those, things are going well. Um,
0: I know, I don't know how much you have talked about it or or want to talk about it, but there's a lot of sort of like life changes uh, ahead of you. And so have you been able to like, I don't know, are you like feeling okay about where this is at or like how much sort of like you're, you're doing and can do in the next couple of months?
1: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I don't think I have talked about it on here. Um, But yeah, happy to. So my wife and I, we decided that we're going to leave San Diego, unfortunately, uh, yeah. and I know <laughs> going <laughs> to gonna miss you and, and all the San Diego indie hackers for sure. Um, but yeah, we're going to be moving back to uh, Chicago area uh, where my wife is from, uh, where I lived before San Diego um, to be closer to her family. My family's in Michigan, be closer to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to be moving in July. Uh, so yeah, another big life change coming up. (laughs) Yeah, man. I, what, isn't there like a rule?
0: It's like, um, you can only have a baby move or switch jobs once a year or like one of those things a year (laughs) and you're doing uh, two of the three, but even then you're not really going to be switching jobs. Right. But like it's, it's still basically the the same thing when you're hiring people or when you're managing a team, I feel like.
1: So, um, it's a lot,
0: that's a lot to, to put yourself through.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I've kind of just accepted that this year's going to be crazy personally and, uh, you know, just to try to obviously keep moving the business forward, but, um, yeah, there's just, there's definitely going to be some hurdles there. So,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. Anything, uh, remarkably different, like about the way that you've done things or the way that you're thinking about it, sort of going on leave compared to the last time? Um,
1: the only thing that, that felt different to me was, uh, you know, it was it was interesting because I, I was still watching the support queue and the volume is much higher now than it was the mm-hmm. first time. Uh and so I mean again it just made me super grateful to have Noah covering that. Um but yeah, I I don't know, it's it it kinda it, it forced me again to take a step back and you know, get out of the day to day. I don't know. It's easy to be reactive and just deal with whatever comes up that day. Um, and it kind of forces me to take a step back and look at, okay, long-term where's this going? What are the big picture projects that we should be focusing on? Um, you know, I was listening to I always forget the name of it. Uh, the, the fathom podcast, uh, with Jack and Paul, Yeah, above board, yeah. Those episodes are always really good, and I I always get behind. Uh, But, yeah, they were talking about how uh, uh, I think it was Jack was saying that on the product side, like, he has a tendency to do a whole bunch of little things at once and then, uh, you know, have all these different uh, partially complete projects or just, like, things being worked on uh and he had to like take a step back at some point and just say okay like this is the main thing we're doing and i'm not taking any other feature requests or any other bug fixes mm-hmm. or anything until this gets done it was just like a good reminder for me uh you know as i was already stepping back and, and stepping away from the day-to-day of like yeah there are big projects that that no and i've been talking about this whole year and we've started and stopped them um because then when there's like smaller things that come up or or uh, there's like a feature request that comes up that's like, oh yeah, that would be cool to do. And I don't think it'll take that long. And then it's like two weeks later, it's, you know, <laughs> it's, it's maybe delivered. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I, I, it's, it's so hard to, to have that level of focus, but it's made me realize that's something that we need going forward. And I have to be really disciplined about that and, and and strict about maintaining that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's totally about compromise. It's like, it's Mm not gonna be able to do all the things all at once. And even then, like your roadmap's just going to want to change all the time. And, uh, it takes a lot of just like mental acceptance just to be like, Nope, we're just, we're doing this thing and we're going to do this thing after that. And that's it. (laughs) Not get swayed or try to fit stuff in or, Yeah, it's really hard. I mean, I've I've struggled with that as well. Even like not working on like a technical product, but just all the content they want to create or the projects they want to do. And I'm just like, all right, like I'm still guilty of doing kind of like a lot of things simultaneously, but I'm I'm also pretty good at like, well, this week I'm only going to do this thing. Like, this is like my one thing I'm going to ship. And then the next week I'll get to it. But like, I'm still thinking about it, writing notes and stuff, but it takes a lot of discipline. I think at the end of the day, at the other, at the end of the
1: day, yeah, yeah, it does. But yeah, I'm uh, uh I'm definitely curious curious to hear about what you've been doing because I've I've seen a bunch of stuff coming through my Twitter feed. <laughs> yeah, um,
0: well, maybe I can I can start here uh, with SwipeWell. Um, so this is probably like the the most developments uh, since the last time since the last episode. In fact, let me look at my notes and just see like what I talked about the last time. I think, um, I think the update was just sort of like announcing, um, I think I, did I link? Oh yeah, yeah, I linked to it and so we got, we got the landing page up. Yeah, so a lot's happened in the last month. Um, we've sort of gotten uh, everything to a place where we feel like we can start inviting users and uh, start getting some like beta testers. And it's actually right before this, we had our first live onboarding call, uh, which is pretty pretty fun wow. just to be able to like, um, we don't have any sort of like onboarding or, you know, it's not nearly like feature complete, but we also just didn't want to like send out a link and then get crickets and like not be able to learn anything about what the onboarding experience is like or what people think or what they want. And so we decided to kind of like drip out. Uh, basically just like a savvy link and be like hey your invites here but we're only doing it live on a call so we'll hop on the call we'll send mm-hmm. you the link Share your screen we'll watch you as you sign up fiddle around answer questions um it's always funny too because like uh you know so the, this person signed up and then they got to the dashboard and they're like okay so what do you want me to do next we are like Mm, sorry we can't tell you <laughs> like you <laughs> but what do you think we want you to do next or you know what do you think is the next best step and they're like all right well i guess i'll click over here and download the chrome extension and i think i'll you know test it out and try to save something and oh, i wonder if i can do this over here and oh it looks like we can't save a tweet yet that's interesting and so then we're you know fiercely typing notes oh and, my gosh and uh recording it over as well but um you know, just trying to make note of all the interesting, interesting things that we find. Um, And then be able to also like towards the end, ask about like, Hey, here's a roadmap. Like, how would you sort of prioritize this? Like what's most important, least important to you? Um, Interesting. Also, I think like uh, it's interesting doing these sort of calls and like learning from users who are actually users rather than, we are doing more of like the customer discovery calls because I did a couple of discovery calls and asking people about, Hey, do you have a swipe file? Do you not? Why not? How do you currently save stuff? And it's all like very vague. And I'm asking about like these theoretical things, but then now like as soon as someone is like in there and, and then like all the stuff is coming out about like, Oh yeah, well, like right now I save some stuff from mobile. By using WhatsApp and I create like a group with myself. And that allows me to like send a link over and then I have an, IFTTT that sends that thing from the, from WhatsApp into a notion dashboard. And we're like, Whoa, like where was this before, you know, we had something. Um, but just like the quality and the, the amount of feedback that you get from real life users is so much more than like pre product. That makes sense.
1: Um, yeah, you're learning. So, so much now, faster.
0: yeah, now we just have like, a fire hose of feedback. That was just our first call. Um, hoping to schedule a whole much more in the next week. Um, so that went well. The, the other thing, though, is that, okay, so we have, let me just run through sort of like the order of operations, of what we did. So we shipped the landing page, started getting signups for the waitlist. We have a little waitlist referral program, which I don't know if I talked about it last time, but basically no. uh, once you sign up, it'll automatically redirect someone to a little like confirmation page. And then it says like, thanks for signing up. Here's like your position or place in the wait list. It'll say like, you know, uh, four out of 400. And then basically says like, we'll be working top down from the list. If you want to move your way up the list, you know, click here to share on Facebook, email, Twitter, and also here's your unique sharing code. Trying to incentivize some like viral growth of people just sharing it natively. Um, So I got quite a few people to share on social media and, uh, I think, you know, maybe like 10% of people have like shared it somewhere and maybe like 5% of the list has like gotten a referral. Um, I want to say right now we're sitting at like a little over 600 on the waitlist and almost a hundred of those came from like a referral from another person on the waitlist. Um, so it's pretty good and it's worked fairly well uh and then I sent a little survey I wanted so here's one of the things that uh I've always wanted to do but never had a chance because it's such a short window of time that you have but I've always wanted to do like a uh Van Westendorp pricing survey pre-product because once you get into the product and you ask the questions like at what price would this be too expensive at what price would this be expensive what price would this be affordable what price would this be too cheap people are already kind of anchored to the price that they're paying already and so i don't know i just feel like it's hard to get like a really objective unbiased answer um the problem is that people aren't users yet so they don't really even haven't gotten any value from the product Mm it's kind of a catch-22 like it's a little bit of like a lose-lose either way but I was like, whatever, I just want to see what people would say so that we at least have an inkling of what to start charging people once we introduce, like, a early access price. Um, and then we also wanted to ask people about the roadmap and also do some feature prioritization. So we did uh, we basically just said, like, here's the eight features we're thinking about, which one is most important, which one is least important, and that kind of gives us, like, a, it's called a max diff analysis of, like, what the most commonly most important ones are what the most common least important ones are so we can kind of like rank them ourselves essentially um i can share more about that after but basically we did that and then we're like all right now that we have a good amount of answers from people now we'll start sending out the invites sent out a whole bunch of invites just from my gmail i didn't realize until just today after this first call but only one person has booked a call my my guess is that either my email is going to like the promotionals tab or even like the spams tab or that people aren't expecting an email from me from my personal email address. So mm-hmm. I need to figure out I'd either like follow up or like send an email out of user list instead. Um, but yeah, we're, we want to get a lot more people in and uh, so now i just need to figure out why, <laughs> why people aren't seeing the email or aren't scheduling the, the link yet. It's also yeah. kind of a a big ask,
1: but not too big. I feel like I don't know yeah are you still getting sign ups for the wait list? mm-hmm, yeah,
0: yeah, still getting sign ups uh I think yeah, I think in the last week we've gotten like another hundred we've kind of like averaged like a hundred sign ups per week ish
1: okay, yeah, I mean this kind of goes against the whole uh you know. <laughs> waitlist order and, and referral to, to move up the list. But I was thinking like if you, if you had the savvyCal link, like right after they sign up, they can just mm-hmm. book the call where yeah. they're, you know, most in it. Um, right. maybe, maybe at some point you switch to that once you've exhausted this list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good idea. Well, yeah. We'll probably,
0: we'll probably switch to that before we do like a click here to sign up. Um, Mm -hmm, That'll mm -hmm. be like the last thing that we do before. It's just like open to everyone. Um, That's a good idea. But yeah, right now, we definitely want to. I think we're also, I'm kind of like trying to buy us a little bit of time so we can build more features and just have like a more well-rounded product before like we just sort of open the floodgates and then people make a bunch of judgments based off of it. Not that it's bad or anything. It's just we're so early that they're, you know, we still have a long list of things we want to do. And we haven't even you know, up stripe or anything like that. So it's still, we're just like, okay, we can, uh, we can throttle like the, the amount of people that are coming through the door right now. Um, it's only
1: been like a month, right?
0: Yeah, pretty much like a month. I think Connor started <laughs> building stuff in early February, maybe mid February. Um, he already had kind of like a boilerplate kind of thing to work off of. Uh, and really there's only like five or six screens to the product. So it's like fairly simple on the front end at least. Um, But uh, yeah, making some good progress on future stuff too. I think Connor just shipped like a little thing where you can forward an email in uh, to your unique address and that'll like save a screenshot of the email. So you can swipe it uh, without having to like, I don't know, add a a label to it or take a screenshot yourself. Um, But yeah, a bunch of, bunch of stuff like that coming up. That's awesome. Yeah. It's been, it's been a lot of fun. It's been, um, it's been really, I think it's been good just being able to hear from a lot of people about it, uh, in the survey, but also on this call there, there's one unique thing. I think that it's tough because it's like, it's this recurring theme. That's really, really exciting, but it's also like, a whole new level of the product that would just make things infinitely more complex and and big but a lot mm. of people are requesting some sort of like profile or basically like a a way to see what other people are swiping um which I never uh. even considered before and it's exciting cuz it's like oh that's a really cool idea and like though i did introduce a lot of product led growth and a lot of incentives yep. for people to share Swipewell and basically make it like a hub where they would link to it on their site or um, but you know, that's infinitely more complex than like, you know, click this Chrome extension button to save <laughs> a screenshot of something. You know, now we have profiles and we have all these mechanics around who sees what and can people save things with a click from someone else's profile and what are all the permissions about sharing stuff and how it appears. I don't know. So uh yeah we'll have to think about that one there's still a lot of things we'll do before we get there but um
1: so far a lot of good feedback so far that's cool that's fun yeah it, it reminds me of the very very beginning of jet Boost and I, I did a few calls like that and it's just it's amazing uh you know you you design something you design the product a certain way you it makes sense to you and then you watch someone else try to use it and see the where they get stuck or where what doesn't make sense or where they're lost and it's just like oh okay, yeah, that that obviously needs to change. This you know, we need extra screen mm-hmm. here or move this button around or whatever. And uh yeah, like you said, you ju- you just get to learn so fast that way.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's good too just being able to like get out of your own head a little bit about what you think makes sense because I think we all kind of come to the table using a product with like all of our past experiences about the way that other products work or at least the way that we want it to. And so then you watch someone else with all their context and their habits come in and it's completely different than yours. And um, Mm -hmm. you get to see those kind of moments. Like there was a moment where uh, he saved something and then it'll actually like generate a link to go like straight to that swipe right after you click save if you want to but instead he uh, exited and he went back to the previous tab and then refreshed and then clicked on it for the first time. And when you do that, basically like wipes out any like edit feature right away. So then he like, instead of basically like saving, click view and swipe, and then like it it automatically pulls up the screen where it's like, all right, now you can add a tag, add notes, save to a collection. He exited all that, went back to the original tab Clicked edit and then like filled in the tags. And it was like, you know, four extra steps basically. (laughs) I was like, Oh, how do we, it's like, Oh, maybe we could just, instead of having to click edit, you can just like fill stuff in. You just click to edit. And then you can see sort of like what you should be filling in. If you managed to miss that step or skip it entirely or get back to it later. But things like that, where I was like, Oh, I would never would have thought to do it that way. (laughs) Now that we're Mm -hmm. here, we should probably make this a little bit easier or, change the way that it works a little bit
1: yeah that's awesome that's how you like really get the product dialed in Mm-hmm. yeah
0: yeah it's i think it's fun too just being able to uh since it is so early like i told connor too, like look i don't care if it looks like crap if it works like crap as long as it works as long as we have something like a skeleton a functionality just to be able to like show someone then like, Oh, it'll be a piece of cake to like make the design better piece of cake to make it you know work out the kinks piece of cake to, you know, really like fine tune the user experience. But like first we need something that just works and uh, he's done a really good job of just like shipping stuff. And then now we get all these, all this feedback about, okay, now we can, we're gonna have to go back <laughs> and then mm-hmm. implement all the things that make it look better, feel better, work better. Um, sort of just like in the process now of collecting all these little things and tweaks we need to make for, for later, but we're giving ourselves the permission to just be like, yeah, we well, you know, you know, <laughs> it's expected, right? It's,
1: it's going to be right around the edges. Yeah. I can't remember if you talked about this before, but I'm curious how you got uh, partnered up with Connor Cause I, I mean, you see it all the time in like indie hackers where people are looking at, it's a developer looking to partner with a marketer or vice versa. And it's, that can be very challenging. So curious how, how you guys met and worked it out.
0: Yeah. Who, let me see. I sent out a note to a couple people just asking if they knew sort of like entrepreneurial developer or someone who'd maybe be interested in partnering up with someone like me, just kind of like feel it out. And, um, let me see if I can remember how I got connected. I know. Let me see. Of course it all happens through Twitter. So (laughs) honestly, I don't, let's see.
1: I mean, it was was essentially by way of introduction.
0: Yeah. Got an intro from someone, um, Oh, wait. Yes. Got an intro from someone. (laughs) I can't remember who. (laughs) Uh, I'd have to do some more digging. I should probably figure that out for our our little founding story. I'll have to tell that story a bazillion times probably. But, um, yeah, Yeah. just got an intro from someone. And then um, connected on Twitter, hopped on a call, and sort of decided on, like, okay, what's something really small we can ship fast And just sort of like test the waters and
1: see what it's like to work together and see if it has legs yeah yeah i mean because from the outside it seems like you guys are moving super fast you've already got an mvp product that showing to people and you know of course it's, it's so funny for me to watch you work and uh see like oh yeah you've got this uh this wait list going on and it's got a few hundred people to start. And then you had this referral piece on top of it. And next thing you know, there's like 600 or or whatever the number is now. Like <laughs> it's, uh, it's obviously very different from, uh, well, <laughs> you know, solo developers, how, how we tend to work. So it's, it's awesome. Yeah. Mm.
0: Yeah. Right. It's, this is the, the marketers approach. Yeah. Um, Everything super. super everything from marketer. Every every nail looks like a, a marketing hammer. Right. I'll just need more users. Need more feedback. Need more uh, more people on board. And so we'll figure out a way to uh, to get there. With actually, I mean, the other thing that was a part of it was I wanted something initially that would have some sort of overlap with swi Files, just because it would make our lives so much easier. Just being able to like cross totally. promote and sort of dig into that audience. And so um, that also made it easy. I think you know, within like the first day, uh, pitching the idea of swipe well to the SwipeWell's newsletter audience, you know, that's how we got like our first 300, 400 signups, just sort of like immediately. Um, and I plan on emailing the list more about it. Uh, but just, you know, built in distribution, easy peasy. So it feels a little bit like I'm cheating. <laughs> <laughs> I am kind of cheating. It is, it is definitely a shortcut.
1: Yeah, I mean that's that's what makes sense though. Uh, I remember like reading, and I don't remember what it was back in the day, but it was like, oh, it, you know, when you're looking for ideas, like you should interview people in different industries and find out what problems they have and and try to solve those problems with software. And it's like, yeah, you can do that, and I I remember trying that. Um, but but if you don't know anything about that industry, like. It, there's no way to get started, really, other than, uh, you know, really just, like, trying to grind your way one by one, making contacts and mm-hmm. and trying to learn about it um, versus, uh, you know, what you're doing or uh, what comes to mind for me is uh, AJ, who started Card, like, he, before he started Card, he had this, like, I think it was HTML5 templates website that he'd built that had, oh, he, yeah. I think it was... I don't even know if it was necessarily monetized, but it was super high traffic. And then, you know, what's kind of related to that building websites and templates. It's like, Oh, now here's this one page site builder, um, right. that he basically started off of the back of that. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, now that what you're doing, I, I don't think it's cheating. <laughs> I think it's brilliant. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, I might as well. Right. It's, uh, kind to make yeah. some sort of use out of it. And, um, it definitely feels like cheating too, kind of double dipping into the same list for the Swipe Files membership. And I'm actually kind of triple dipping now because there's a Swipe Files membership and then there's the Job Board and Talent Collective and now there's SwipeWell, mm-hmm. Well. And um, I think I'll have to be more kind of, I always try to be really cautious about how much like selling I do to the list and even like on Twitter. Uh, I think going forward I have to be even more Kind of conscientious, conscientious about that and, and thoughtful. But um, I do, like, I'm not scared to. Like, I think a lot of people will have, like, even if they do have a list or an audience, they'll be like, oh, I don't want to bother with it, or I don't want to get unsubscribes, or I don't want to, you know, burn the list out. I'm a little bit more of the mindset of, like, you have it, might as well use it, you know, shoot your shot mm-hmm. and see what happens. Yeah,
1: totally. I have, I've definitely been guilty of, uh, not sending out enough emails <laughs> to the, the Jetboost list uh, with different updates and whatnot. So, yeah, could could be better about that. Mhm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, for some reason, I don't know. Yeah, this is just a guess, but I think a couple years ago, especially, there was like a big like anti-email shtick going around where was, everyone was just like, wow, there's so many emails and unsubscribe and spam. And it's just like people are really on a thing about products and companies like not wanting their emails. Mm -hmm. I think the pendulum is kind of swinging the other way again, where people are like, yeah, it's fine. You know, or yeah, more receptive or better ways of managing it, better ways of marking it. I don't know. Yeah. So what else is new in, uh, in Jetboost land, any, uh, any new updates on the product side of things or, um, Features, boosters. Yeah, so I, I you were you were working I'd... on two things before going on leave. I think it was like a new booster and like a new feature, right?
1: Kind of. <laughs> so so there's our new top secret booster, which is still a work in progress. Uh, it's mm-hmm. more of a longer term thing. Kind of got, this is what I'm talking about with the focus, like got a little sidetracked from that um, to build out a couple of uh, enhancements to our favoriting product, which is one of our most popular ones. Um, Oh yeah. Really made it a lot more powerful. Uh, We put out a cool demo showing like a a use case for it, which is you can build now like a, a product comparison page um, so, you know, if you're on like apple.com and you want to compare a couple different models of MacBooks, uh, it, you know, you select the different ones and then you see them side by side. You can basically do that now with our favoriting product and web flow. Uh, which is like, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. Honestly, like it, it turned out really well. Uh, it's really hard to do that without writing your own JavaScript. Uh, so, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's, uh, there's a few other use cases for that feature. Um, it's it's something that we actually got asked about quite a bit. Um, it's 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 funny. It's it's one of those things where I would say customers came up with the idea, not us, uh, which is yeah. really cool. So cool. people were sort of like making it work before this update, but it had some drawbacks and some flaws, and uh, we basically now. Gave it the ability to to work the way that it should. So, uh, yeah, it was it was cool to wrap that up, put a bow on it, get it out the door, get the new uh, or at least a clonable for it. Um, just get all that wrapped up, and then uh, that was like right before I went on paternity leave. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I think that was the one that I saw on Twitter. Right, we yeah like the whole demo for it and launching. That's mm-hmm. yeah, that's really cool. It's always fun seeing people's reactions on Twitter about like their mind being blown and sort of <laughs> how, how much further you can take the webflow functionality and, uh, and really create something cool and creative and surprising. You know, it's, it's like one of those like remarkable purple cow kind of things where people are just like, Whoa, like this is really cool. And that's, that's a really fun feeling.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it was really fun. Uh, it, yeah, it's just super motivate, motivating to, um, obviously myself and and Noah and the rest of the team to like, yeah, there's still a lot that we can build to help uh, people in the Webflow community. And, um, it's fun to do new stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, another update from the swipe
1: files front. It's
0: interesting now also kind of being with, uh, working on swipe well stuff, seeing like how, quickly i can move and how much i've been working on on swipe files interestingly i haven't done anything different really but uh last month was a great month as far as like new members goes and it's been a lot of great engagement and community I, I think one thing i've realized about communities is that that there's a lot of uh seasonality and just like ebbs and flows that are mainly unpredictable and undescribable and <laughs> unrepeatable. <laughs> but uh you just have to kinda like go with the flow a little bit. So the last month has been great, even despite me doing nothing about it really. But um the big item I've been talking about forever has been the newsletter editions for like the main evergreen newsletter and for tiny marketing ideas. Uh I'm glad to say that those are officially checked off. I think it took me a couple of extra weeks in March to finally be able to call those done and get them out there. But, um, now I think that there's 105 emails over just over 300 days in like the main ever, evergreen sequence that goes out. Um, and I've already seen some kind of like cool fruits from that. Just people responding to, you know, email 65 and the sequence and they're <laughs> like, wow, this is so cool. Or like, uh, asking me a question about it, or whatever it is. And I'm like, wow, that's crazy. Cause you know, I haven't touched this in a long time or, you know, I just published this and now three weeks later, someone's getting it and they're responding to it as as they get it. And, um, same thing with tiny marketing ideas too. Like people, I don't know, I need to figure out more ways, more things to do with it, but like people love that sort of sequence. And, um, And I always get interesting replies about it, about like people asking more about it or offering another example to add to it um, or sort of just asking a question about further resources or how to do the ideas that I'm talking about in the newsletter. Anyways, those are checked off. Um, The next kind of big thing that I've been working on and glad to have kind of shipped in March was sharing the sort of like outline and table of contents for founding marketing um, sort of the, the early stage task marketing book I'm working on. I ended up, it was kind of difficult thinking about what the best way to share it would be. And I just don't know if it's like the best option out there, but I ended up just creating a public notion page that has like a, a description of the title, obviously subtitle who is for, who is not for um, a little blurb for me about like, how to interact with the page, and I basically ask people to uh, to comment or to highlight things that they uh, that they really are excited about or want to read more about, things that sound confusing or poorly phrased, and then anything that they feel is like missing or seems to be missing from the table contents, and then a bunch of like toggle headers so that you can you can see the outline of like the main chapters, and then you can also like click in. To see bullet points about what would be in each of those sections um so created that wrote it up shipped it shared it to to twitter mainly and then in a couple of um sort of sas communities and uh, i've gotten a, quite a few people to comment and um uh, some good traffic to the page so far it seems um, but that was kind of a big ordeal to like uh, again going through like rob fitz framework it's definitely like one of the big keys it's like you know Mm. determine what to write about you know what is the skeleton and then after you figure that out like you don't want to touch it you just want to like fill everything in and then you're measuring like how well does the content uh solve for the chapter title you know or like whatever like the, the main learning outcome is of that thing But first you need to figure out like what are the main learning outcomes? What are the main things that you need to hit? And so this is kind of a a really key part of that process. Um, And now it's out there. The world has seen it and and now I'm accountable to it. And so I'm going to keep kind of chipping away from it. I'm actually kind of taking a little bit of a break on it, letting it marinate. Um, I've already made some like slight tweaks and additions here and there, but uh, that was another kind of big thing from last month.
1: Yeah. I mean, the, that's a crap ton of work to get done already on it to have the whole outline done. That's crazy. Yeah.
0: It's, it's mainly, um, I don't know from my perspective, it looks like less than actually what goes into it. Cause I mean, there's maybe like, I don't know, 500 words in like the outline or maybe like a thousand at most. Um, so it's not like a lot to look at, but like every word is pretty carefully chosen and it's like, you know, I'm trying to like craft it, right? So there's like, I don't know. It's pretty like exhausting mentally going through it and just trying to really, uh, really nail it. Um, especially, man, again, Rob, I can't re- recommend uh, write useful books enough, but he just kind of like goes into how like the, the table of contents really is the most important part of the whole process because after that, you know, sort of like, um, good output is from good input, right? So it's garbage in, garbage out. And the garbage in part is from the table of contents, right? So if you make a, b- a bad table of contents, it's going to be a bad book. And um, so there's a lot of work involved w- with this part of it. And uh, just trying to decide, like, what are what's the really the best version of what this can be? And really, like, being super, super specific, too. There was... um. Oh man, there was a, an outline someone was sharing for a, a book on Google ads and the book title was like the ultimate guide to Google ads. And then like one of the chapter titles was Google ads, uh, one Oh one. And then like the subheading from that chapter was like guide to Google ads. <laughs> I was just like, dude, I, <laughs> I haven't, what? I don't know any more new information you know, three lines in than I do from the title itself, you know? And so there was like a lot of other stuff in there that seemed useful, but like it's really easy to do that where you're just making these really vague sub bullets and titles about what's supposed to be there. But at the end of the day, it's like, you have to be really, really specific. Otherwise you just end up writing about who knows what, you know, just sort of fill stuff in.
1: Yeah. Is it part of Rob's process to make that table of contents, I don't know, like solicit public feedback in the way that you're doing. Cause I don't think I've seen anyone do that before. It Yeah, it's, it's not.
0: Um, I knew I wanted to do this after I saw Steph Smith do this with her book, her first book, oh, doing okay. content right. Um, created a good amount of like a buzz and engagement from people uh, building in public and just sort of like you know, writing in public essentially. Um, so, uh, so I asked Rob, uh, he actually said, you know, yes, it is a good practice and that he's seen some other people do it. He said, you know, most people will just like do that, but they'll share it privately and just be like, Hey, can you take a look at this when you have a chance? Mm-hmm. Um, but there's nothing really wrong with sharing it publicly. Although like the quality of feedback might go down a little bit from random people who aren't qualified to you know give feedback in the first place, but otherwise there's nothing really wrong with it. Cause I kind of asked him, I was like, Hey, you know, there's basically like the chapter about crafting the table contents, and it's like, you know, write it all out. And then the next thing is like test the table contents by teaching it. And I'm sort of in a precarious situation a little bit because I'm not gonna be writing from scratch as much as I am gonna be assembling and repurposing content from things that I've already written in the newsletter and the courses and Uh, podcast episodes and like the content is largely there so i don't i know that the content works and that's sort of like the reason why i'm choosing the table of contents very carefully because i already have a lot of stuff to draw from so i was like this is kind of why i want to do it this way and uh he gave me a thumbs up so it seems like it i don't know it's approved (laughs) we'll we'll see (laughs) going forward how well it works or how useful it ends up being
1: yeah, I mean, it seems like a super smart way to go about it. It's kind of like the same thing you're doing with Swipe SwipeWell and the MVP where you, you put out the first version, you show it to people, you get feedback, you quickly learn, you know, what you think matters might not be what matters to other people or is confusing or or whatever it is. Um, so, it, you know. Writing a book like that's not what comes to mind as far as the process, but mm. it actually makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense, and I think it's really smart. Right?
0: Yeah, write a book the same way you would build a SaaS product, yeah. basically. Um, yeah, I have also. Uh, there's some sort, sort of phenomenon. <laughs> <laughs> right, coming soon. Write a book the I'll, same, I'll same way you build board. a SaaS product. <laughs> I'll make a landing page for it right now. Start taking a, <laughs> making a wait list for 2024 or something. um <laughs> there's gotta be a name for it, but there's definitely a phenomenon where it's like, as soon as you share the thing that you're working on, your mind just goes to like a different place where you start seeing all these ways to improve it that you didn't see before. And it's like this uh, this forcing like mechanism where something kind of flips in your head. And then like I I'd written out the table of contents and then I was like, all right, it's time to click share. And then, like, I clicked, you know, shared a web on, on Notion to make it a public URL. And then I, like, went back over it once more. And then I just thought about it, like, a lot more critically. I was just like, wait, is this really? It's like, no, this title doesn't work. I need to, like, rewrite that. And there was, like, a whole chapter where I basically, hmm. like, threw out the old title. And I was like, this is not actual what I'm trying to say. It was, it was about, um, maybe I can find it here uh, really quickly if I can. Maybe not, it might take me too long. But it was basically about like, like scaling. And the things that I wanted to touch on were how to make a budget, how to hire an outsource, and um, how to like layer on marketing channels. Like basically once you have something working, how do you like keep adding on more things that, that are working without killing the things that were working already. And uh, I think the chapter title was something something to the effect of uh, like more around like the finances and like the, the budgeting side of things. And I was just like, ah, this, this like doesn't jive. It just doesn't mesh very well together. And so that I really sat and thought about it for like literally half an hour, just like sitting there thinking about it and um, writing on a couple of different variations. And then I came up with, uh, and this is probably going to change later cause I still don't love it, but I felt like it better, was like a better umbrella for everything in there, which was scale efficiently parentheses growth at all costs is, is dangerous. So like really mm. what I'm trying to get at is like, yeah, when you want to start scaling, you don't just want to be like throwing money at stuff. You want to be very like methodical and make sure that like your economics are working out right. And to do that, you need to make a budget. You need to hire very strategically and you need to think about how all these channels kind of stack together and, um so anyways, th- there's definitely like a different mode you go into once you start sharing stuff and that's a really useful thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, just knowing that someone else could be looking at it. It's scary. <laughs> it forces you <laughs> to think a lot more critically yeah. about it. Yeah. Let's see we both have a note about taxes and accounting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I really it must be April, see, right? Uh, <laughs> oh my
0: gosh, yeah, it's,
1: yeah, I'm, I'm. I was really curious to see when
0: you had written that down. I was like, Oh, I can't wait to hear what he has to say about it.
1: Yeah, so I, I don't have a ton to say yet, but I, um, I got a CPA referral from uh, someone in the Founder Summit group, and I, I'd seen this a few months back. And of course, I like waited way too long to actually reach out to them, <laughs> um, but I ended up reaching out to the CPA, talked to him. And he seemed super good. I mean, it was a, you know, highly recommended referral, but uh, I've talked to a number of other people who, I've never used a CPA before. Um, talked to a number of other people who have, and pretty much everyone is like, yeah, I use someone, but they're not that great. And I <laughs> feel like I could probably just go, uh, you know, do it on TurboTax myself and it would come out the same. And, uh, you know, and then I was, I was listening to, uh what was it? Uh, my first million, which is like <laughs> probably my favorite podcast right now. Uh, it took me a mm-hmm. long time to really get into it and now I'm just obsessed. Uh, but anyways, they, they were, uh, I think what Sean was saying, uh, he found a CPA that was like giving recommendations as to, you know, how to structure structures business and, uh, different ideas as to how to save on taxes and all this stuff. And I was like, that was like my experience as well, uh, with this mm-hmm. person. And so, you know, what I was looking for was not just, can you do my taxes, but can you give me ideas, suggestions, consultation, advice. Um, and so still waiting for the results of that, but I'm like really, really hopeful. And (laughs) also just like getting all the documentation together, uh, you know, because Jetboost is structured as as an LLC, it's not just for the business, but also myself, my wife, just getting all that together and then like handing it over to someone, you know, hopefully it comes back and and I'm pleased with the results, but uh, it was like a pretty major relief. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I mean, yeah, I'm really hopeful for for you on your part. I'm also hopeful. Maybe this is someone that I can uh, leverage in the future for myself too. I've totally heard the same thing, but like everyone's just sort of like, yeah, I got someone, but like, don't love them. Yeah. One of my, one of my friends actually, um, is an accountant and he's like trying to get his CPA license or certification, like whatever the sort of official stamp of approval is to be a CPA. And, um, I've been actually meaning to catch up with him for like a couple months now. I had a note to catch him with in January and it's April. So I'm the worst friend of all time, but, uh, <laughs> I've always had in the back of my mind, like, man, I really want to convince him to like, get into like the world of tech because I just feel like there's no one that really knows software and tech it's all you know CPA firms or or people who are kind of know they're they're working with small businesses uh, I don't know like wealthy individuals but like it's a different it's a different beast it's a different game working with software
1: yeah it's, it's a different type of business like there's no you probably don't have an office or i mean i don't know it depends on what stage you're at but if you're where we're at like you don't have an office you, you might have employees you might have contractors you're uh in some ways it's like simple because you all your revenue probably comes from stripe your right, expenses right. are on a credit card like <laughs> that part's simple but yeah
0: yeah uh I'm, so I'm going through it right now. I think I'm, Oh, well, I'm kind of just waiting to hear back. on like, is this everything that you need? And like, I, you know, we're already going to be filing for extension because I was late on like getting everything together in the first place. So that was my fault. Mainly because I've been procrastinating and putting it off because I wanted <laughs> to do the bookkeeping myself to save some, some time and money but now looking back on it um, and I told him this for the future, I'm like, look, I don't, I can't do the bookkeeping. Like I'm just, I'm one like horrible at it. I never do it on time. And also I think I overestimated how much time, like even though it actually doesn't take all that long to do it. Um, like I just didn't realize for like the, the, the hourly rate that they charge. I was like, wow, that's a lot. But I was like, wait, it actually doesn't take that long. So like it is worth it to do it. And so it's like this whole, I don't know, they probably could have done it in like three hours. It took me like 10. So it's like a lose, lose situation where I'm spending more time with something (laughs) that I could have just let them do for way cheaper and, and faster. Uh, so anyways the hard part, yeah, they're sort of just like doing it. I don't really have like that strategic kind of voice i really want because i'm asking questions all the time like i'm i definitely want to be like a I'm an optimizer um questions around you know hey if we want to be like buying a house in the future what should we be doing and we looking at questions about like i just learned something from brian harris the other day he was like a big course creator guy about how you can actually use the, do you know about the the r d tax credit um this whole like coming whole company is built around it like main street and Neotax. tax okay so I sort of knew about it, but it's basically like this R and D tax credit that the government's giving for um anyone who's building like innovative products and services and processes, basically. Um so basically it's like one of those things that like every startup can qualify for. And it's fairly new, mm-hmm. and so you can even do it retroactively, like I think for the past four years of that you've been in business, um, and so uh, I was like, and then I just learned that it was for, for like creators too. You don't have to just be like building software to, uh, for it to apply to you. And so I was asking them and they're like, oh, cool. We've never seen this before. Um, we'll look into it. <laughs> I was like, oh, geez, you know, I don't know what's going to come out of this, but like, I know it's a possibility for me. I just don't have a lot of confidence in being able to take advantage of it with them. And you know, like, what else am I missing out on? You know, I've got a lot of that FOMO. Mm -hmm. Um, and stuff around like tax payments. I still, you know, you're supposed to make like like the estimated quarterly payments in advance. And I just like, doesn't make any sense to me. And since they're not doing the bookkeeping and they don't understand that, like I have zero cost of goods, basically we're waiting until we're like, basically making payments biannually, but then it's like way more than expected and I have no way to plan for it. And all of a sudden I'm making these ginormous payments and that feels sucky. So (laughs) Anyways, it's, it's a whole disaster. I absolutely despise it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I know. Uh, The whole, uh, I mean, I could go on for a long time about this, but like the whole estimated tax thing, I I don't understand how you estimate your year's worth of revenue. I mean, maybe (laughs) as like your business uh, gets older and it becomes more consistent, but like, for the last two years, I was like, I don't know, I think like here's what I'm forecasting, but this could be like wildly off. And I think one of the years it was, um, mm-hmm. but then your whatever it's like your quarterly payments are set in stone then. Uh, um, right. so for, yeah, I mean, for you, like, <laughs> like, I don't know, I might launch a book this year and that's going to be a whole another chunk of revenue. Right. Uh, it's just, it's crazy.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Like basically, the whole headache this year is um, I took on the sponsors for this next year, right? But I collected a good amount of the payments before the year ended. So then they're like, oh, we have a lot more taxes to pay, like right now. And yeah. the last year, I'd actually made paid too much in taxes. So I was kind of like, yeah, I'm not really interested in making like the next the next payment because it was actually like a a four mid four figure sum that I was owed. And was, the second part about doing that as a business is that it's not like a tax. You don't really get like a tax refund anymore. It's just like, oh, we'll apply this for next year. So that's stupid. I'm just like giving them a free loan. I'd rather have that <laughs> cash and like just do it accurately. So then, but then this year I do the sponsorships. I have a lot more revenue than I did last year and so they're like oh we need to make a ginormous payment immediately basically but i still don't know how that relates to like the previous credit and then like where am i at now how am i like caught up or am i going to be ahead of schedule or uh, it's it's so i can't even believe that this is how our our whole system like, works and operates
1: yeah it's it's definitely not fun it, it comes around every year and it's like uh, gotta deal with this again <laughs>
0: I legitimately don't know how the government accurately collects tax revenue. (laughs) I mean, you know, we we have to do it. We have to, like, try our best. But, like, who knows if they're actually collecting as much as they should be, if it's more, if it's less. Like, we're all just kind of guessing.
1: Yeah. I feel like it's... This is I probably going to sound really ignorant, but I, I, I want to say in the in Europe or or somewhere they the government of some some of those countries like they will send you at the end of the year the exact amount that you owe.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's
1: like yeah, so we're all spending all this time like in in the U.S. like figuring out what our tax burden is when it's like really the burden should be on them to tell us what we owe. Yeah, I, don't I think know. it's it seems, um it seems backwards.
0: I think maybe we there was some sort of legislation that maybe would have gone through, and then like into it, lobbied it, and they basically right. like prevented anyone from learning about how like it could work ideally. And uh, there's like this whole like infrastructure and industry built around servicing tax season, and so yeah. all those people are incentivized to not want it to be easier and frictionless because then they lose business. Uh, yeah it's it drives
1: me nuts (laughs) yeah well to uh to end on a more fun note because i I gotta run soon yeah uh last week i got to meet michelle hansen in person which was awesome that's cool yeah yeah so i met up with uh both uh both hosts of the software social pod, her and <laughs> Colleen, uh, we, we grabbed some coffee and I mean, Michelle has been, a long time now mentor and advisor of JetBoost and just like, yeah, an awesome person to learn from. And so it was super cool meeting her in person. Yeah. yeah that's so cool. All the way from, uh, I always forget. Is
0: it Holland? Um, uh, Denmark, oh, Denmark. There's like all the, there's this whole like glob of countries that it's like Denmark, Netherlands, (laughs) Holland, uh, a couple others. I'm like, I don't know which one is which or what's, which one is the nickname (laughs) for the other. And so I just group them all together. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I mean, they they had a
1: long trip, but I think they were out here for a week or so. So yeah,
0: man. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. That's one of the reasons why I'm really bummed. I'm not at microcoms, but really helping mm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh i'm trying to keep an eye out for founder summit stuff because that's like the one that i'm committed to trying to make happen this year um and just meeting people in person seeing in person is uh, a whole new level of of cool and support and just getting to know people network and uh that's awesome Got to do that
1: yeah no i know it's like i in the last couple of years, I've met so many people online through, you know, in the Webflow community, in the like indie hacker startup founder communities, and I've barely gotten to actually go to any conferences or, or meet anyone in person no. since then. So uh, it's going to be fun to start doing that again. I
0: think this is the year. It's finally the year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fingers crossed there are any other pandemics or that this war doesn't escalate any further, but, um, yeah, there's a lot to look forward to. Totally. Awesome, man. Well, shall we cut it there? Yeah. Alrighty. Well, uh, until the next time, which we'll figure out when the next time is and we're still on leave and want to make sure you're spending lots of time with family and you've got lots going on with life stuff. So, Uh, we'll see when the next time is, but until that next time, uh, we'll have all the links and mentions in the show notes and we'll see you later.